1: Welcome to the Thunder Buddies Podcast. I'm Joe Massado, joined by Barry Trammell. Here to recap the Thunder's 103-90 to loss to the Miami Heat on Monday night at Paycom Center. It was a defensive battle, and what I found um, really incredible about this game, honestly, was the Heat were down their two best players, I'd say, um, two all-defensive players, seven all-defense nods between Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Both were out tonight with injuries, and the Thunder is not an offensive juggernaut. They're a bottom-three offense in the NBA, but still, this Heat defense just just took everything away, and Shea Gilders-Alexander really struggled, Barry, um, a season-low 10 points for him. I, I thought the Heat played the Thunder about as, as good as you can do. Just make everyone else beat you, and not everyone else beat them. Beat, beat the Heat tonight.
0: Yeah, you know, the Heat deployed a lot of zone, which, you know, over a long stretch is not going to work, but in the regular season, um, can really flummox a team. I think Thunder got out of rhythm against that zone. Yeah, the
1: Heat play more zone than just about anybody in the NBA.
0: Yeah, didn't know what to do. You know, if you're in a playoff series, you figure it out pretty quick, but this Thunder team, you know, they didn't have a clue what to do against it, and... Um, you know, Shea, Shea struggled and Giddy struggled, and um, you know, the ball handlers. You know, you've written this extensively about the Thunder attacks the basket more than anybody in the league, really, in terms of penetrating and driving, and
1: that's well, what more zone, than anybody all time. Yeah,
0: and that's what a zone stops. It's you know, that's what what the zone. That's uh, that's what a zone is designed to do is to stop that nonsense. So. Um yeah. the
1: the thunder aren't built to shoot out of a zone. No,
0: no, no, no. Heck, they, they, they'd finish last in horse, and and <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a zone a zone turns you into, you know, uh, often can unless you're really good at zone offense, turns it into a sh- three point or an outside shooting contest, and that sinks the thunder. So in many ways, they were sort of doomed from the start. Some of their some of their best outside shooters. Did not, did not play well or shoot well. Muscala, he goes 0 for 3. SGA, 1 for 5 from, from three-point range. Um, Ty Jerome, 1 for 4. So you're not going to beat anybody doing that. Even Trey Mann's 0 for 1 from deep. So, you know, the, the Thunder was – it's not a good matchup, um, even with Adebayo and um, – and Jimmy Butler out. I mean, the the heat was, you know, the heat was sort of dominant even when, I thought they were sort of dominant even when the score wasn't necessarily in their favor. Yeah. Um, you know, early in the game, the offense was what was carrying it. Thunder ended up scoring. You know, they, they got on a little run there midway through the first quarter and were really lighting it up. But you thought, well, this isn't going to last. Yeah. And, um, so... It was uh, it was uh, sort of the expected sort of the expected result, I'd say.
1: Barry, the Thunders' uh, best offensive player tonight was Lou Dort. He scored at least twenty points in four straight games. Now he was eight of sixteen, four of eight from three. I was really surprised, but you know you look at the numbers and you're less so surprised. But he was one of seven nominees last week for Western Conference Player of the Week, and. Uh, you know, Mark Degnault sort of joked before the game, like usually Western Conference Player of the Week doesn't recognize guys who, you know, blitz pick and rolls and fight around screens and, and stuff like that. But he's he shot the ball really, really well, and um, that's a good sign because he did not shoot the ball well at the beginning of the season, which is just goes to show you it's a very, very long season, and we're still in the early stretches of it. Um, but him shooting the ball well, especially on a night where so much of the attention is on SGA, they're going to need that sort of secondary playmaker.
0: Well, you know, my question is, how sustainable is this kind of offense? You know, his his three-point numbers for the season are not strong. No. He's still under 30%, I think, if I remember right. and um, But for crying out loud, he's – he's interesting yeah. offense- he's he's an interesting offensive player in that he he attacks the paint and he's fearless and he keeps shooting and he's twenty
1: two of seventy eight from three after tonight you're you're better at math than i am
0: well let's see he's and <laughs> well, he's in the twenty six percent range yeah um, not good not not good and but here's what's interesting i think most people who have followed the thunder this season would be surprised by that. It seems like he's shooting better than that uh, because he has stretches where he you, you know makes several in a row and gets hot. And uh, he got off to that terrible start. That's part of it. Um, you know, I think he was what was he three of seventeen to start the season or four of twenty two, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, but he's he's an interesting he's an interesting player, and if he can get to the point where he's Where you can sort of understand and and trust that he's going to get you 15 points a night. Well, that's a heck of a ball player. Yeah. A guy that can guard like he does and score 15 points a night. What's he at? He's averaging, I don't know. Well, I think he's averaging 15 points a game.
1: So. Yeah, before tonight was 15 4, so that'll go up.
0: Yeah. So. Good, good thing he was tonight, or the th- he was hitting tonight. The Thunder might not have got above seventy,
1: otherwise. Yeah, the offense was the was really rough. The Thunder as a team shot forty-one percent overall, thirty-seven percent from three, a season high twenty turnovers. Points off turnovers was a big difference in this one, thirty-one to nineteen. Barry, just to touch on two other guys. Offensively, they both had season highs and a career high for one because he's a rookie. Jeremiah Robinson Earl had 16 points. He was he was four, six from three. I thought he flashed sort of that potential. Is His ideal um, ceiling is to be a floor-stretching big, um, a guy that can be that pick-and-pop partner, much like Mike Mascala has been, um, much like Al Horford was, but a younger guy who they've drafted and developed who can be that sort of guy. And then Alexei um was quite efficient tonight. Five of six, 11 points. Uh, you might not know it, but that's his season high as well. Wh- which one of those uh, two guys do you want to start with? Um,
0: let's start with Robinson Earl because I'm more bullish on his future. Um, I thought he would.
1: Well, I, I, w- I want to cut you off right there. You're more. You're more bullish on Robinson Earl's future than yes. Pokoshevsky's. Yes. Interesting. Uh, Poco played well tonight. He looked like a
0: you know, a solid NBA player or maybe even a potentially yeah. good NBA player. Um but I've just seen too many.
1: Yeah. One stuff. one has a significantly higher floor and one has a higher ceiling, but is unlikely yeah. to, to reach that ceiling. Yeah, the fl- it's a
0: it's a it's far, far away. <laughs> I mean, I, I I know people get tired of me saying it, but the way I would describe it, is when Jeremiah Robinson Earl misses, he generally hits the rim. Um, and that's not, you know, something you can sort of count on with Poku. I will say this, though. Poku, for the last two, three, four games, I don't know how far back I need to go, but the last few games, he's he's made me wince much less than he did right there, you know, the first six, seven games of the season. So maybe yeah. maybe he's salvageable. I don't know. Um, yeah.
1: Surprisingly, uh, he's shooting even worse than he did last year. Yeah. Um, it yeah. hasn't always looked that bad. That's because he's, his minutes have been cut. Basically, he's making – he just doesn't have as long of a leash to make those mistakes. But, but I'm with you. To get back to, to Robinson Earl, he's just like – a solid a solid player and I know it's only been two games but I think Aaron Wiggins is almost like the wing version of what Robinson Earl is in the post sort of a high effort defensive guy I I would say low mistake offensive player but he had four turnovers tonight but um both of those guys for being second round picks I think those are you know solid second round picks so far
0: well, I mean, I went to the I went to the store and bought a megaphone and tried to tell the world that Aaron <laughs> Wiggins is a ball player, and he certainly is looking like it after two games. Um, I like everything I've seen about Aaron Wiggins. Let's see, I think he's three of eight from three. I think so. If I remember, I think he's won one of four last night, two of four tonight. Uh, played 19 and a half minutes. He's actually in the plus-minus tonight. He was plus two, so, uh, I mean, he's still making mistakes, and he's got some – he's got a lot of learning to do, and I don't know if he'll ever be a rotational player, but he sure looks like he can play – on the NBA level to me.
1: Yeah, I, I thought Mark Dagnall had a good quote about him after the game. He said, this is about Wiggins, for a young player he's never in the middle of the defensive mistakes. Yeah, so I, so, heard, I
0: heard him say that. I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I so really that's that's a good sign because that's the one of the best ways to stay on the floor. Also, watching Wiggins, it made me look this up tonight because it's like, man, he does not look like a rookie because – you think of rookies as being, you know, freshmen who come out, or these international players that they've had. He's older than Lou Dort. He's eighteen months older than Darius Baisley. He's almost four years older than Josh Giddy. and it sort of makes sense when you watch him play. I mean, yeah, um, obviously what, those guys. Some of those guys are better players than than him, but he's he plays mature.
0: That does make sense. That's one of the reasons he would have fallen to the second round. Um, I didn't know that. But that makes a lot of sense now that I do. Um, he's clearly a, he's clearly an interesting prospect, and if he'd been 19 or 20, someone would have would have scooped him up before that. At 22 or 23, you know the the runway is shorter for a guy to improve and, and become a viable NBA player. That's why, you know, with the the draft two years ago, one of the Thunder preferred a guy like. Baisley over uh Brandon Clark, who went to Memphis as a twenty three year old Gonzaga I think he's from gonzaga power forward yeah. who could actually help you right away well he's had he had some really good games, but I don't know that he's done much you know
1: he's just, basically out of their rotation yeah
0: now. exactly so I mean he's sort of he is what he is, meanwhile somebody like you know Baisley did have a, a more intriguing future i don't
1: know he's yeah. certainly no, not I, playing I, I very also well don't, but, but i also don't think basley would be in the grizzlies rotation right, right. now either. <laughs> that's exactly right but
0: anyway wiggins he's a he's a guy to you know he can help you um right now and and maybe and, and you know what hey here's the deal we 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 shoehorn people into all these categories you know a 19-year-old guy's got a, a longer runway, a 23-year-old guy probably not going to improve. And then you look over on this Miami Heat roster and you see all kinds of guys that have developed yeah. and emerged outside the box. I mean well, PJ Tucker, how... PJ well, Tucker's playing over in Russia or some such place and comes back and, you know, for 10 years it's been, you know, an instrumental player on great teams. And Duncan Robinson, you know, he's playing Division Three basketball. He's paying them so he can play basketball.
1: Well, and Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler both got better um, with age, basically. I mean, like, Lowry was always a good player, but you you didn't really think of him as a star until those Toronto days, and Jimmy Butler still seems like he's getting better. Um, Jimmy so, yeah. but,
0: and Jimmy Butler, the number 27 pick in the yeah. draft. So, yeah, the Heat's not – the Heat's not over there with a bunch of lottery guys. They 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 didn't go fourth, third, and second. They said in Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. I mean, um, and they got a bunch of guys that you know just sort of made themselves into into NBA players on, on yeah. very different kinds of uh, speed and and career path.
1: Yeah. Also, it helps to have a uh, South Beach in your backyard, but they they to attract those. Free agents, but they also do a really good job of developing guys and obviously a good organization. And,
0: you know, they, uh, you know, they, when when Adebayo is out, they can put in a sort of the poor man's Adebayo, Dwayne Dedman, um, who is a pretty serviceable center in the Adebayo form. So, um, you know, they, I think they got a pretty good team. I think they could win the East.
1: Um, I have a hard time keeping the, the Martin twins from Nevada um, apart. One, they were both with Charlotte. Now one's still with Charlotte and one's with Miami. But well, I have to look those yeah. guys up every time. Well, here's, here's, um, here's my
0: recommendation. I found an easy way to uh, solve your dilemma. Just <laughs> don't try. <laughs> okay, anyway, just one of the mar- in fact, that's the way we ought to write it in our story. One of the Martin twins <laughs> from Nevada scored 14 yeah. points for the Heat. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's see. He actually had five points tonight. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, the uh, now uh, um, I assume Dedman, uh didn't break his streak tonight in Oklahoma City um, and start talking to the media. Um. You know, he never talks to the media. I don't know how he gets away with it, but he but he does.
1: I didn't even know that.
0: Well, I mean that's what everybody says. They always says, dead men yeah. tell no tales, so I assume he doesn't talk to the media.
1: Oh, Barry. <laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> I've been sitting oh, on man. I've been sitting on it all day long. Oh all day golly. Long. <laughs> I really wish I hadn't bit on that one, but okay, we're gonna move on. Um Barry, let's let's end with the Heat. We didn't see the Heat at their best, certainly not at their best, without Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. But now we've seen um, back-to-back Eastern Conference contenders in the Nets and uh, um, the Heat. What, what do you think of this Heat team at full strength?
0: They look like you can sort of count on them more
1: than I, the Nets. I like them a lot. Yeah. I like them.
0: I was watching the Nets last night. Durant's unbelievable. He's fantastic, but you know I don't know if the Nets can be counted on to play a lot of defense um, when you when you when you got Harden out there for forty minutes. When you've got uh, Blake Griffin as your starting center, um, I just Joe Harris. Yeah. I just I think I think the Heat's more versatile. I think. Yeah. I think when, you know, we're already seeing fewer and fewer, or less and less offense, because of
1: the oh, they're changes. they're they're built to play ugly yeah. and win yeah. ugly. Like, you think of their big three: Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo. Who the heck wants to go against that group? Yeah, I mean, they, they'll yeah. they'll beat you up and eat you alive. Yeah, they they want the they want the
0: they want the game moved from the arena to the alley. <laughs> they want to. They, yeah. they say, let's go meet in the
1: sand lot. And, well, and then uh, they got. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson running around hitting threes, yeah. so. And just, in, and just in case anybody thought about
0: uh, getting soft, they added P.J. Tucker, for crying out loud. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they they they, they don't want to, you know, they don't really want to play basketball. They just want to have a rumble. At, uh, you know, they, they want to crash the set of West Side Story, take out the Jets and the Sharks. So... Um, and
1: don't mess with max Struz.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, they got they got a tough team and and to add to that tough team they got a couple of guys that can shoot with anybody so
1: yeah Hero's uh, sort of what what takes them i think even a level higher because he had that great uh bubble breakout was a little disappointing last season this season he's you know, an early favorite to win sixth man of the year. He's averaging 21 points a game. He's second on the team in scoring. He started tonight in place of Jimmy Butler. But he's he's a he's a guy who can just create offense out of nothing.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's not. And you know what? You know who's impressed? Duncan Robinson. He's not a creator. He's not a facilitator. I'm not pretending he is. But he's more than the guy that just goes out there and stands and waits for somebody to throw him the ball and shoot it. And he can move and get
1: his shot. He can. He he, he is moving at all times. Like yeah. Dort was on him tonight. Yeah. He never. He's like JJ Redick in that sense. Just guys who are just darting around the court at all times. Like he's not just spotting up in the corner.
0: Yeah. So he really impresses me. And you know, I made a passing allusion to this, but he, you know, he starts out at D three school. You know, ever how many years ago? Seven, eight years ago and just thought, you know what, I think I can play at a higher level. And somehow he ends up at Michigan, ends up starting on a a great Wolverine team. I covered their game. They played Oklahoma State in the 20, it would have been the 2017 NCAA tournament. It was an unbelievable game. Michigan beats OSU 93-92 in Indy, and that that Michigan team had – had five guys who made the NBA, um, and Duncan Robinson was the least uh, heralded of them. Not a guy you'd ever think would play in the NBA, but uh, but uh, they ended he, up.
1: He he fits the era.
0: Yeah, and he, he yes, that's right. And he he's just a guy that can shoot and and score. And I he's one of the great success stories, and you know yeah. the, the, all kinds of people have made the NBA, but on the short list are the guys who went from a D3 school, Division 3 school, to the NBA. There's not many of those. There's not many of those.
1: Oh, I still can't believe you got me with the Dwayne Dedman joke, but, you know, he's a, he's a, Ty, Ty Tyler here, he was plus 28 tonight, everything was working for Dwayne Deadman. don't overlook him. Barry, anything else from this one? Uh, yes. One last thing, or maybe it doesn't have to be the last
0: thing. He played poorly. He shot poorly. He seemed to throw the ball to the other team a lot. Mister Giddy and Josh Giddy still had nine assists and nine rebounds. He would have had ten assists if Robinson Earl had missed the easiest layup he's ever going to have as oh a, my goodness. as a professional basketball player.
1: So four of six from three with a wide open missed layup. Yeah. So. Josh Giddey, and when when he's
0: he's going to be a heck of a player, I think. I mean, he's he's coming gonna,
1: after uh, Russ's triple double record. Yeah,
0: no, I you know I don't know that he's going to I don't know he's going to get down that boulevard. But no, he's, no, I, he's I am joking, have, but like but his, his game, game is just some, naturally yes. going to get triple doubles. Yes, he's he's a he's a stat patter, and without trying to be, I assume I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, it's too early to like, so. say. But he re- a, a lot of nights scoring is the one that uh, might keep him from it, just with the amount of – that offensive rebound – by the way, he's a really good offensive rebounder, and I don't know if there's a stat that tracks this, but getting your own rebound off off a miss, he seems to have like an uncanny ability to do that. He had that tip in offensive rebound tonight. He's He just really uses his size in there, and we all know about the passing, and then just whatever he scores is just – yeah. you know he had six rebounds an added
0: bonus he had six rebounds in the first quarter tonight so yeah yeah, I, everything about him I like I, I continue to like continue mm-hmm. to like
1: all right well we're gonna wrap it up there thank you guys for listening to the Thunder Buddies podcast um, we will not be with you on Wednesday um, for Thunder Rockets I'm taking a day off for that but we'll be back with you as the Thunder makes a road trip first to Milwaukee then to Boston then to Atlanta should be some intriguing stories there Um, but thanks again for listening